Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. It is eight past the hour of one. Chad Hartman back with you on the home of the Twins, WCCO Radio. Let's bring in a man who's been a part of the Twins organization in uh, numerous capacities. Let's not forget the brilliance that he provided this team when he came towards the end of his career, former manager, still a part of the organization, the Hall of Famer, Paul Molitor. Mr. Molitor, like all of our guests, is on the John Schuster Coldwall Banker Hotline. Can I talk about where you are right now? <laughs> um, hey, how you doing, Chad? I'm doing uh, well. Sure. It's uh, it's been a while, but I I got my kids over here in Maui for a week, just kind of enjoying a little bit of a break. Um, although with the weather up there, I, I I've kind of picked a bad week to be missing. Yeah, you know, I, I think so. you're doing okay. I mean, it's it's yeah. you're right. It's it might be 45. Okay, I love Maui. I think Maui is amazing. I've had a chance to travel there multiple times. Um, there are certain locations we both know that are amazingly hyped. People talk about it, and then you get there and you say, I don't know, I think Maui lives up to every single expectation. But we know what happened uh, to Lahaina and sure. just the the awful fire and, and the loss right. of life and the loss of businesses. Have you sure. had a chance, you and the family, to venture at all towards that way? And when you've been in Maui before, did you visit Lahaina? Uh, well, I'll, I'll first say that overrated or underrated or properly rated. <laughs> yeah. This is definitely underrated here, right? But, yes. Um, you know, when I had booked this trip quite a while ago, Chad, and and I know for a lot of people it's it's a big deal to be able to take a vacation like this, and I don't take yeah. it for granted. But no. we thought about Same. We thought about uh, canceling after um, the horrific fires that overtook Lahaina, but we were encouraged by people both at the resort that we're staying and, and other uh, people that we spoke to that they, they want people here, you know, yep. to help infuse the uh, economy. Um, we have not ventured down there. I have spent many a nights in Lahaina through my life. And when you think back to uh, that little town and, and it, it was, it wasn't very well protected. Mm-hmm. And we all know how it happened with the, with the you know the dryness and the gas uh, and the and the winds and everything that just overtook that that little town, which was was totally tragic, and it's going to be a long rebuild for sure. Yeah, it's it's just such a new, unique place, Paul. And and part of what I love and and sadly I fear is so many of those businesses were just independent places, right? They they Correct. they were like you know. Paul Molitor has lived there for 60 years, and here is his shirt place or this restaurant. 
And I have no doubt over years and a lot of pain and anguish that Lahaina will be rebuilt, but I'm worried it's going to be a corporate rebuild. And and listen, I, 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 I'm not downplaying businesses that are operated sure. by, you know, groups that own 10 stores or 50 restaurants. But part of what made Lahaina so unique is I can't – not only is it just stunning where I'm at – but these are folks who've lived there their whole life. They know the place. It's authentic and real versus a place that, right. you know what, I'm going here. But if I was in Plymouth, I might have the same place. Or if I was in Scottsdale, and I hope somehow Lahaina can bring that back. Well, I, I share those similar fears for the people there, that the independent businesses. And we all heard the story about the, the, the sharks that came in there. And, and these people have had nothing. Yep. And a lot of them exactly. weren't protected very well by their insurances. And they all of a sudden, someone offers them X amount of dollars for that property, and they, they really didn't have a choice. So You nailed it. You know, the, the potential of, the, of, of being overtaken by a more corporate um, look to that really unique Norman Rockwell-like little town is, is going to be changed forever. But I, I hope that most of those people can find a way to survive and sustain, and they can come back and be a part of another vibrant rebuild. So, yeah, it's it's a reminder because this is the time of year when people are offering up donations. There's still a lot of a lot of uh, great organizations who are supporting the rebuild of Hawaii right. and helping who helping individuals, Paul, who still, you know, whatever accommodations they have, they don't me- measure up in any way to what they used to be. So, no, uh, doubt, re- no doubt that's true. Yeah, yeah, reach out. Okay, you first meet. John Anderson at the U under what circumstance? Um, well, you know, John had, had gotten to the university uh, just a, a tad before me back in the mid-70s. Yep. You know, I, I'm grateful that we have been friends since we first met, which takes us back, you know, 45, 46 years. Um, one of my best friends in life. And, you know, my, I, he, you know, he just – he called me the day before the announcement, which is which was two days ago that this was going to be his last season, and just not surprising to me that he would want to reach out to people um, before we had a chance to see it come across social media or whatever. And I think about all the things that he's done there, but um, you know the the longest tenured Minnesota coach in any sport, and some mm-hmm. of the things that he, you can compare him to nationally as far as his accomplishments and his wins and his Hall of Fame honors. But for me, when I think about his tenure there, um, just never any controversy, always with the utmost integrity. I think people from every generation that had a chance to play for him, you know, fondly still call him 14 when they cross his path. That's it. Um, in, this, in this time, for him to have been able to be the head of that program and the face of that program for as long as he had, it's just truly amazing i i'm not sure what we're all going to do collectively as alumni of his program or people that knew him as a teammate or a, a assistant coach back when he first you know went in there with george thomas who was the head coach for a couple of years after dick siebert but um it, it's it's tr- truly spectacular what he was been able to do I, i'm really hoping that um he gets the acknowledgement that he deserves. He's he's been a stalwart for that university and for that program for like we talked about over forty de- over four decades. Yeah, John announcing that this upcoming year will be his last, running the the Gopher men's baseball program. Sixty eight years of age, just a few of the accomplishments: eleven 
regular season championships, 10 conference tournament titles, 19 NCAA tournament appearances, and just for wins, 1,365. Go ahead. I got to one one short little thing just to mention, and and maybe not a huge anecdote, but when he decided that he was no longer going to participate as a player and the university took him on as a student manager, my – Junior year, I think, it, it, 77 was the last year the, the Gopher program went to the College World Series. And John was our, our student manager, and the players unanimously voted him our most valuable player that year, even though he didn't play. That's phenomenal. Everything that he did for the players, you know, he, he helped, uh, he took care of the field, the equipment. I mean, he, he was Mr. Everything for us, and I, I think George Thomas, as I mentioned, who was a coach there briefly, saw that value, saw his passion for the game, and you know he went from that player to student manager to assistant coach, and he finally got that head coach, and I think at a very young age, maybe mid to late 20s. 26. Who would have known that you know, yeah. here we are in, <laughs> in 2023, and John finally would be stepping down from, from running that program. Pretty, pretty amazing. It, is, it really is amazing. Paul Molitor is with us. We're talking about John Anderson. You know, sometimes we'll hear people say, well, this story couldn't happen again. I don't see a scenario, Paul, where this story does happen again, where a guy goes yeah. there, just gets injured, but because – of his likability and his sure. dedication and his belief in the program. He sticks around. And like in this five-year period or so, a little bit more than that, but not much more, he goes from injury to student manager to you guys go to the World Series uh, MVP of the team, and then a few years later he's running the show. And yeah, I, I, I was either my first year back here, Paul, or my second year where the fan landed – uh, go for baseball, and I'd, I'd come off calling double-A Twins baseball, and I still just absolutely wanted to be a part of the Twins broadcast, and I would mm-hmm. be a few years later. But I my one year calling go for baseball. And I knew John, but I just got to know him so well. And I just, sure. his integrity, his belief in doing it the right way, and loyalty. Man, oh, man. that The, the place, in, in the loyalty came... From kids who were there, just the way John treated them, you know. Right. I mean, he had he had standards, he had boundaries, he believed in education, but it wasn't in any a condescending way. It wasn't belittling. It was we're all no, here no. together, and sure. that that year they went to the regional final, and just seeing that, and then the fun we had down there, a lot right. of fun. It was well. just. It was, it's a part of my run here in town that I, I don't take for granted because it was just so fun to be a part of it. Sure. Well, he's always gotten it, if you will. I mean, he's prioritized the student athlete, his graduation rates, those types of things. You know, he had to endure um, a, a small chapter where baseball was being considered to be yeah. wiped off the university's map. Um, I think, you know, anytime someone has that long of a tenure, you start to think about, the various athletic directors he went through and how many football coaches and basketball coaches right. during that time, you know, it's just, um, and, and he always, you know, when he had a chance to talk about the university and the fact that his program was the longest um, tenured um, program, as far as any other sport that the university has ever had, it goes back like over a hundred years or something crazy like that. But um, yeah, he's, he's withstood a lot. There's a lot of challenges. He always took the high road. 
And uh, I think, again, that's why it's going to be important for the people who understand what he's done to, to make this last year for him very special. He's not going to want it to be special. He's going to focus no. on the team and having a better year. He's had a rough couple of years following COVID. Well, he won't even talk to us right now. I, I thought about yeah. texting him <laughs> and saying, knock it off. I've known you too long. Come on the show today. But I just didn't want to put him in the spot. And yeah. I, I personally, and you know him better than I, but I feel like I know John well, I wish he would talk today. Because I think he could, right. I think he, it wouldn't be just about him, because I know he doesn't want to talk to him about him, but it would just revitalize some interest in the program, you know, and I, I, yeah. I think it'd help a little bit. Before I let he's, you go, I'll, no, go he's, ahead. He's very, he's very deflect, deflective of praise. Oh, yeah. There's no doubt about yes. that. Yes, right. he is. Uh, I think we, I think the, 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 the betting interest was strong that Shohei would end up with the Dodgers, right? He could stay in Southern mm-hmm. California. You know they didn't spend quite as bit of mo- quite as bit of money in the last off season. They had it, and it was just going to go up and up. Did I think it'd be seven hundred million? No, <laughs> I didn't think. No. I mean, maybe five hundred million. But I got to admit, Paul, I the first time I'm on Twitter uh, a couple afternoons ago, and I saw that sixty eight of the seventy million was going to be deferred. I thought it was a fake Twitter account, and it's like I'm reading Jeff Passan. Who's this? Has got to be a fake Jeff Passan. When when you first heard about that, what was your reaction? And what's your reaction now? I think the number surprised me. As far as um, a lot of the speculation was in that you know five hundred million, which is still pretty pretty unfathomable. But the fact that they they found this loophole, uh, loophole that is totally legal to find a way that Otani would agree to, where the majority of the money was going to come way down the line, it gives the Dodgers flexibility in the short term yes. of continuing to add payroll and not have to, you know, overstep the threshold where the, a large tax penalty is, is applied. I think the original rule by MLB with the intent of uh, allowing all this deferred money was that for the smaller markets that That's wanted it. to be competitive on free agents, right. that they could go ahead and make a deal with pay this player down the road and, and that would give them a chance to, uh, to sustain. So, I think MLB is going to have to look at this, Chad. I mean, you can't blame players who want to defer some money, but mm-hmm. there needs to be better parameters to protect a powerhouse franchise from the Dodgers to dominate. And now they can go out and maybe get this other pitcher from Japan yeah. or whatever. Right. It's just not going to affect them. I think Mookie Betts has you know over $100 a hundred million deferred too. Yes, so he does. It's it, it's uh, it's something that we we won't be be able to do anything retroactively. But something has to be done to address this because it's certainly going to be problematic moving forward. Okay, before you go, uh, when Paul Molitor's in Hawaii, are you wearing the traditional Hawaiian shirts? Are you are you Magnum? Are you Don Ho? <laughs> are you just wearing the shirts you're wearing back here in Minnesota? Uh, I I don't do the big floral Hawaiian thing. Come on. You know, just I, I, I can't pull that off. It just doesn't suit a 67-year-old man very well. Only if I wore my white socks, maybe up to my kneecaps and then with my sandals. I'm not sure. And <laughs> that would be I, great. I, I, I am going to get out with my son and play a little golf this afternoon. We're only going to do it one time while we're here, but I thought I'd better oh. put that in there because I know you're. Oh, no, I'm, no, I'm really so, jealous. No, yeah, yeah. Yeah. There's some, uh, there are no bad places to play golf over there. That's for no. sure. Uh, yeah. Thank you. You're very accommodating to join us. Uh, enjoy that place, it's magical. Uh, have a have a Merry Christmas, and we'll uh, we'll talk soon. Yeah, appreciate you, Chad. Merry Christmas to you. Take care. He's just one of the best. Paul Molitor talking about another great human being, John Anderson, stepping away after uh, 
Just a minor little 43-year run running the Gopher baseball program. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage, to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. From their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 15% better on average compared to other other leading commerce platforms and sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. and Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24/7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash odyssey podcast all lowercase go to shopify.com slash odyssey podcast now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in shopify.com slash odyssey podcast how powerful is cox internet powerful enough to let your band members in vegas phoenix and rhode island jam like you're all in the same garage Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ookla speed test intelligence data. Fixed median download speeds. US Q3 2023. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. We were just talking about Seeger a couple weeks ago, right? I know he's your guy. High school. Senior year. My guy. Say there were a lot of uh, interesting nights where Bob Seeger was playing a part. <laughs> some legal, some not so legal. Many senior uh, high school-related activities that a lot of people can not identify. Not with. familiar. Yeah, of course. Going to the... Uh... Hot homecoming dance? Is that what you mean? Uh, Going to cheer on the That's it. Yeah, that's the it. teams? Yes. Showing up at all extra curricular activities yes. and just having math club, I'm sure. Love math. No, I reached a point. Debate club. I did reach a point. Uh, I think it was somewhere and we we still called it junior high. Where I was okay in math, you know, in elementary school, another part of uh Junior high school, and then all of a sudden we went to this thing. Uh, trig what? <laughs> what? Get yeah. a second. What? I I thought I was pretty good at this, and not no that uh, I hit a bit of a wall right there. Yeah, I uh, I'm very familiar with that wall. I was yeah. when it came to like your addition multiplication tables, memories memorizing that stuff. I was king of the class, I, baby. I, then you actually had to figure stuff out. And, I whoop. still can do math really quick. I can't remember, you know. 
to make sure to stay on the right road to take Quinton home. That's fine. I can't remember to, uh, that I forgot my uh, lunch, but can I do multiplication and division really fast? Yeah, great. Great. So, you know, when you, you guys set me off in the corner in a couple of years and I think I'm still doing a show, you just give me math equations. That's fine. You know, give me parentheses and things like that. Seven times nine, 63. Boom! <laughs> I'll be, you know, I'll be very good about that. What did I want to say? I had something very, uh, oh, I know. Since we're talking sports Molitor. By the way, Molitor is an all-timer. Because Paul Molitor, first of all, I still think is underrated. He had an amazing career. Go back and see how many games Paul missed. I don't want to say his prime because he came here in his late 30s and that year he hit. And he hit 341 that year? Like 113 RBIs. That's the year that, you know, they signed him. Um, Imagine that today. Yeah. Well, we wouldn't believe him. We, we think he's he's on the stuff, you know, right? Um, but that's the year they sign him, and that's the year Puck is having the great spring training. And your bat, your first four in the order, and the one guy doesn't belong. But remember, Rich Becker, for about a year or two, was great. Mm-hmm. It was going to be Knobloch, Becker, Molitor, Puck. Good luck in the nineteen ninety five season. Three of those guys had phenomenal years. And Kirby woke up one day, walked in the clubhouse, and said, "My vision's not right. I slept the wrong way." I mean, what that year. Could have been. Mahler comes back. He's amazing. Just look at the amount of time he missed. And still where he ranks in in hits. He's so far up there. And then just among the smart people in my life talking baseball, it's, well, journalism is why Patrick is still brilliant at it. But then I think it's probably the three people, Jim Cott, Tom Kelly and Paul Molitor. And had a chance to talk to all of them a lot. And all just amazing at it. What about myself? No, you We did learn during one of our Target Field shows during the uh, playoff run that me and Molly (laughs) see the game very similar. Well, that's true. It was the Carlos Correa play where everybody was calling it like Derek Jeter-like. And you sent me an email in the morning. Why didn't he react quicker? And you were pushing that, and Paul Molitor himself comes on and says, hey, i got to be honest, I think Carlos should react to that play sooner. Mm-hmm. You were more proud of yourself than when Lindsay gave birth to the girls. Still. Still. I'm still basking in that moment. Right. <laughs> Months later. Right. Molitor then comes back here and works for the team. And again, I'll say it, he got scapegoated. He just, he just did. You know, and, and Falvey and Levine hired Rocco, and Rocco's been very good. He has. Rocco, Rocco's done a good job. Molitor leads him to manager of the year. They make the playoffs. That's the year where they jumped out of the big leave and Ir- Irvin Santana was injured, mm-hmm. right, and then coughed up the 3-0 Yankee lead. Was it even the bottom of the first? or It was really bottom first, bottom second, right? Yeah, because the Yankees starter, Severino, he didn't make it out of the top of the first. No, right. And, and then he's got it all right back in the bottom. And then really the only 
really bad year Falvey and Levine had in the, was that offseason. Just nothing worked. And they had a bad year, and they, they scapegoated Paul. Because people want to have their own guy. Yeah, that's it. They, they, he was the victim of every, every – that's it. Every new regime wants to have their guy. That's it. And they were told when they were hired, Paul's got to be your manager. Oh, because the management types above him did not want Paul fired. Mm-hmm. Almost everybody in that organization was saying, you guys, look what happened this year. Come on. He's such an incredibly smart guy. He's He was doing all their analytics. wasn't like he was saying, no, like some of these guys, I'm not going to pay any attention to it. But again, because Molitor is just such a top-class guy. And by the way, so are Falvey and Levine. They're, 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 all of them involved are quality people. That he still is back with the organization. As opposed to a few of us which might have tried to burn the building down. <laughs> you know, he, he, he rises above it. And uh, he's just, he's such an asset. He's so good. on, um, And he's a great radio guest, too. Chris Riemenschneider. What's going on with the armory in an act? An act that's at the armory giving him the finger. How rare is this and also kind of the year in music in Minnesota? From the Star Tribune, Chris Riemenschneider, next on, uh, where are we at here? WCCO. I think that's right. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice, and a good polar vortex. Oh, heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. Searching for a parenting podcast you'll actually want to listen to? One that covers everything from how to deal with picky eating, how to grieve a pregnancy loss, and how to not hate your partner after having kids? Well, your new favorite podcast, After Bedtime with Big Little Feelings, is here. Hosted by two BFFs, this is a no-shame parenting podcast. Listen to and follow After Bedtime with Big Little Feelings on the free Odyssey app and wherever you get your podcasts. We've had a chance to chat with Chris Riemenschneider from the Star Tribune on music many, many times over the years. Chris, good enough to join us on the uh, John Schuster Caldwell Banker Hotline, Chris's story online, also in the paper, where a band is mad at the Armory. Okay. The uh, heavy metal band, Falling in Reverse, ticked off on stage and ticked off social media for the Armory, wanting a 25% cut of the uh, group's merchandise, including... While the band is uh, playing and uh, giving the finger to the armory itself, Chris, it's always a pleasure. You lay this out in the story. Okay. And the armory is pushed back and try to provide an explanation. 
What do you think about the outrage, and what do you think about the Armory's explanation? Yeah, hey Chad. Um, you know, uh, you know, I'm I'm a I'm a good trained journalist, and uh, and I always try to see everything from both sides. And but but this truly is one where I I, I do see both sides of this. Um, you know, both both the musicians and and the venues. You know, they went a year and a half, two years without business. So everyone's sure. really desperate yep. to, to make money right now. So um, every, every little thing counts. And, um, you know, I, I guess you, you, if, if you were retail, if you had a retail space and somebody was selling something in your physical retail space, you, you would want some kind of cut. And I guess that's the, the thought of, of the venues. Uh, on the other hand, uh, the, the band, I mean, this is, this is all negotiated. This is all up front. This is all things that the agents or the band work out with the talent bookers at the venue. You know, the, the, the guy in this band didn't read his contract is what it comes down to. That's so what I was just going to say. Of, I, I, yeah. I, you know, cause you point out where, you know, other places in town, like first Avenue and the palace and fine line that, Normally it's ten to twenty percent, and I love the armory. I've I've seen a number of shows there. It's cool. I'm I'm glad it's different than other places. But if you sign on the dotted line, Chris, you kind of yeah. know what you're in for, right? And you know, part of what the armory is saying in your story, they say the costs associated with the service of selling it, livable wages for local vendors who set up, sell, and are responsible for the inventory, materials, and infrastructure, and logistics. They're they're trying to justify why they're taking. The 25%, it seems like a lot, but if you make a decision as a band, when you know there are other options, to you're yeah. going to go to the armory, and they're saying, yeah. hey, it's 25%, you can't act surprised. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. obviously this guy didn't, uh, you know, doesn't read his own contracts. The, the what I did hear from a, you know a lot of people that are in the business, the, the twenty five is a little bit higher than normal for 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 most venues. Um, most more are doing the ten to fifteen percent. So, you know, but but you got to feel. I mean, the, the musicians they're not making any money off of their music anymore. You know, because of streaming. Sure. The streaming. They see the streaming companies getting turning into billion dollar corporations, and they're not making squat on their money. So. You know, I think I think there's a feeling that you know now the venues are kind of staking their claim and, and cutting into their the, the the performance piece of the pie too, and and uh, so so I feel for them, and and I do do think 25 percent is a little bit steep, but uh, it's that's a business now, you know, people people are trying to make up for COVID, the, the lockdown, and and it's it's uh it's it's hard it's hard to to for for both sides. Okay, so let's play this out over 2024 because. A lot of people within the music industry knew this about the Armory, but this is your story is going to draw more light to it. And a lot of these acts are already locked in for many of the months next year. But let's say we get a further we get further along where acts now have an option if they have an option. If you know, if they think, okay, we could go if the palace or we could go to the armory and they see that the numbers are different. Do you think this is going to hurt the armory and potentially force them to cut back on the twenty five percent? They they may have to. I, I could foresee them cutting back. I um, I don't think the armory's the armory's got a very I, I think a very good reputation as as amongst bands now. And I mean you you know they they had a good year. A lot of bands are playing there, and I you know I I, I hear mixed things from the audience. A lot of people don't like 
that that floor GA floor yeah. just gets gets packed. I I personally love it. I I, I think I'm it, with you. Uh, <laughs> I really I, like it. Really cool cool setting. The the sound in there. I, I when when they were doing this, I'm like, there there's no way this is going to sound good, and it, it really does sound it's great. Good. So so I don't I don't think it's going to damage. I mean, it's this is this every, every this isn't just the armory. It's just the armory got singled out on this. This is. This is going on all all over the the country at at venues. You know, it's it's kind of more the kind of the first avenue size venues and up. It's not really the smaller venues where where it's as much of an issue. Um, I you know the, the armory might might have a had a little have a little bit of, of trouble with this, but uh, no, I mean every, everyone's doing it, and I you know I think bands are learning that they they need their people need to if if they don't want it, their people have to insist on it. This particular band wasn't exactly a band you know, a high stature band, you know, the bands with bigger stature can, can definitely negotiate that. Chris Raymond Schneider from the star tribune is with us. Let's broaden this out a little bit, Chris on music. Uh, you write about it. This, this was a year where a lot of revenue came back and a lot of revenue came back, not just Taylor, but other mega acts could go to a town they could go here. They could go to U.S. Bank. They could go to Huntington Bank. They could go to Target Field and all the comparable places across the country, and they could charge crazy rates, and we'd pay them, right? And so that yeah. brought so much revenue back. Is that going to continue in 2024? Are there any signs it slows down? Yeah, people are, are kind of anticipating a slowdown. Um you know, at least in terms of what what can be charged, I think you know the, the people in general are everyone's talking about inflation, and you know we're all feeling it. And uh, I don't, I, I think the kind of the the, the post post COVID honeymoon period, so to speak, of of, of going to concerts and, and willing to drop a lot of money. I think those, that, that, I think there's definitely a thought that the, the, that that's going to be waning here, and, and uh, it is going to cool down a little bit. But at the same time, I, you know, so far this year, there, were, there really weren't any signs of it. I, 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 so many shows. I just went to a sold-out show at Target Center last last week with Doja Cat, and as a new artist, you know, it was kind of her first major tour, and she she sold out the Target Center. And those those tickets weren't really cheap either. Those were like seventy five or, or and up for yeah, a, a new a artist. Lot. So um, pe- people are paying it. People want to get out and and. Um, um, see these performers. So, and cer- certainly at the, you know, the, the next, there's a couple of big shows coming up in early 2024. Uh, Madonna, her, her postponed tour at Excel Center, and then Olivia Rodrigo, who's, you know, kind of uh, in the in the Taylor Swift kind yep. of t- popularity vein. Uh, you know, tickets for those are, are those aren't kind of high because in the case of Olivia Rodrigo, I'm looking for my daughters, and those tickets are not coming down. <laughs> no, no. Yeah, and she was just on SNL. She's not, she's not slowing down anyway. Since you brought up Madonna, what are, you know, obviously this was delayed a couple times. What are the uh, reviews so far? Early stages of Madonna's tour. Uh, it's good. She's putting on a show. She's she's doing the hits, which you know the last few tours she didn't. Uh, she she kind of did more newer stuff, and she was doing some. One of her shows was this really dark, arty kind of performance piece. Stop. She's she's doing the hit, yeah, exactly. She's yes. doing the hit. She's she's having fun. Um, and you know, honestly, she was. I mean, she was basically in a coma, and I, I mean, yeah. I was genuinely worried that we weren't going to see her again. And apparently, she's she's bounced back pretty strong. So, uh, I think that'll be a good one. Uh, last thing, 
Minnesota-based, uh, with still, what, a couple weeks left of the year, what was the biggest Minnesota music story of 2023? Oh, boy. Oh, uh, that's a good one. Um, you know, I think in terms of the local scene, we we had we had new venues and venues investing in themselves. That were uh, there's there's a, a new venue in Uptown called the Green Room. There's the the makeover of the Uptown, which is the, the same company that made over the Armory. And then there's this this kind of more punk space over on East Lake Street called Cloudland. Um, so so I mean you know uh, there there are new spaces opening and and. Uh, um, you know, just just on the, the local indie level, it's it, that 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 too is, is a healthy scene. Um, and then and then you know places that are investing, like I said, there's a, the that new I wrote about new sound system at at uh, First Avenue. Yeah, really high high tech thing, and and actually uh, really great jazz space, kind of jazz and, and singer songwriter space, Ice House and, and uh, on Eat Street and Nicolette. They put in a new sound system That's too, great. and. Yeah, no. So, so we've we've got really strong infrastructure for shows here, and and uh, it's it's things are, are pretty healthy around here. Makes me happy. You know, I like seeing that music. Yeah. Definitely. Thank you. Thank you, sir. I uh, have a have a merry Christmas. Thanks for coming on. Yeah, you guys too. Thanks, Jeff. Chris Raymond Schneider. Check out his excellent work in the uh, Star Tribune. Star Tribune. He's on the uh, Twitter machine. From Chris Raymond Schneider to Ann Coulter. Seems like a normal transition, right? I can't tell the difference, typically. Yeah, they have nothing to do with each other. The topics have nothing to do with each other. I think a lot of people are surprised when they saw this tweet from Ann Coulter once on this show and was a complete jackass. I forget which book she was hawking in. Remember, we were at the state fair. and She wasn't at the fair, was she? No. Okay. No, but she, she just was salty to begin with. No. Come on, not Ann. I mean, and and... I think she'd just been on Mar and she'd made some points because her and Mar have this interesting dynamic. She was a clown. She was a clown. She's 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 played a part. Say, kind of, is that beyond the bit? Because it's kind of the bit. It kind of is, and obviously she's played the part. But by the way, I don't think this tweet is her playing the so-called part because she's got a lot of the conservatives ticked off at her and Coulter. No, they're not ticked off at you know. Uh, I don't know who is the most Rachel Maddow, I guess. They're ticked off at Ann Coulter. Why? You'll find out in moments as they give you that pukey radio tease. One year rising star. Next year. What happened? What change happened? I think we know what happened. You started showing back up at the studio again. <laughs> I know I'm devastated. I'm devastated. So we know the story, which has made a lot of news. The last uh, few days, Kate Cox uh, has um, a pregnancy where the child has trisomy 13. What was it? Was it Edward syndrome also, I believe was the name of it? The child is not going to make it. The child's going to give me a miscarriage, stillborn, or within days, the child is not going to make it. She lives in Texas. And there was a debate, should she be allowed to get an abortion? Because there are health risks to her. Fertility risks, hysterectomy risks, other risks to her if she carries 
the potential of a baby and the baby is born and the baby's already gone or will be gone right away or will be gone in days. And I'm sorry, when the, when, when you, to me, and now we have this perpetual debate, but if the baby's not going to survive and their health damages to the mom, and this doesn't qualify for a medical exemption, what, why have a medical exemption? What's the point? This is the textbook case that even some of the most stringent pro-life people say, unless the health of the mother is at risk, right? Yep. And now you've got both the health of the mother and you know, the baby that doctors are fairly certain will not make it, sadly. So on Twitter, an account popped up where they talked about pregnant girl had the condition and the words they used, we never thought about dismembering her in the womb. Are we weird? And I know there are people who share that verbiage. I would not. I would not. Ann Coulter, arch conservative, out there fighting the fight for decades. About a third of the time, I don't think she believes a word she's saying, even though I believe she's conservative 100% of the time. But she's stirring it up, you know, when she's going after the widows of 9-11. She was very early all over Donald Trump. She's been done with Trump for years. Mm -hmm. Here's what she said back to this passionate believer in uh, pro-life. That's lovely. I hope whatever time you had with her is wonderful. Talking about the daughter. In the Texas woman's case, the doctor said she risked infertility. If she had to go, another cesarean. For a baby likely would die before birth or even more likely not to live for more than a year. It's even less than that, too, from what I read. It's a very sad case, but the woman sure wasn't using abortion as birth control. She and her husband already have two children and want more. Ann Coulter nails it. Kay Cox isn't saying, oh, my God, this is a surprise. Don't want a child. Kay Cox is not saying, oh, whoa. Wait, Down syndrome or our case, jerk 1A, we don't want a child like that. We're going to try again. No, they told her the child isn't going to make it, and you might never have a chance to have another kid unless we deal with it now. That should be the ex- the uh, the medical exempt- exemption, period. End of statement. I'm with Ann Coulter. Not often, but on this one, yes. Linda's construction time checks, time to end the hour. It's time to get a complimentary heat map analysis with your insulation estimate. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. 
The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new car. Like a legendary Camry, built for performance and available with all-wheel drive, you can count on your new Camry to get anywhere you need to go. And with available features like heated seats and a multimedia touchscreen, you can stay connected in comfort and style. Or check out an affordable and reliable Corolla with a trim for every lifestyle. From the hip and agile sedan to the sporty hatchback, there's a dependable Corolla built just for you. Plus, both Camrys and Corollas are available in hybrid models. So no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and affordably. And right now, your local Toyota dealer has more vehicles in stock and is making delivery on new vehicles almost every day. So visit your local Toyota dealer. And check out amazing national sales event deals on Camrys, Corollas, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Offers end April 1st. Toyota, let's go places.